CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I would want something anonymous, something that wouldn't show them any of my personal information, and most importantly, something that they could not back charge. That's a huge issue. People sending sex workers money, the sex worker providing the service, the person can call their bank, have it back charged. All of the money comes back out of the sex worker's account. That is such a nightmare, and it happens all the time. Today's episode is sponsored by Bitstamp and Crypto.com. Hello, I'm Coindesk reporter Lee Quinn, here today with one of the rising stars of OnlyFans, Savannah Solo. Thank you for joining us today, Savannah. Thank you guys for having me. Just a little background for everyone at home, Savannah is one of the rare examples of a woman who is new to the sex industry and quickly built a well-known brand during the coronavirus crisis. I'd love to start out just by hearing from you what it's been like for you as you've entered this industry during a very unique time, let's say. It's been really wild, and especially having no prior sex work experience, sort of having to learn not only on the fly, um, but also right at the largest boom, like on the cusp of the largest boom OnlyFans has had because everyone was home in quarantine with nothing to do. (laughs) So that's been, it's been really, really crazy. There's been a lot of um, a lot of different adjustments. The OnlyFans platform had had like quite a bit of growing pains, and so everyone's sort of learning together. But it's it's been absolutely insane. <laughs> I feel like there's a misconception that everyone just opens an OnlyFans and automatically you're rich, and it's very easy and very fast. And I'm curious to hear from you what you've learned about the process of running that as a business. Um, does OnlyFans take like the standard half percent of your tips and earnings, and how do you manage the different kinds of freelance payments or whatever arrangement it is that you have in terms of cash out from OnlyFans? So OnlyFans, they were only taking 20% fee uh, from all of their creators. That covered basically just credit card processing fees and uh, then a little bit left over for OnlyFans. I want to say like 8% left over after all of the bank and processing fees went directly to OnlyFans. 20% feels like a, a steep cut, but like you said, compared to other sites, there's a typical 50% cut. So it, it's it's much, much better on that front until um, there is the VAT tax that the UK is collecting. And I think a couple of other European countries are collecting now that they were supposed to be collecting all along for like years. They've been supposed to be taking 
this extra 20% off the top to cover those tax fees. And from what I understand, it was something that the creators were going to have to pay later at some point, or I'm not really totally sure about all of that because it doesn't affect me directly as a creator, but those UK creators are now seeing about a 50% cut from OnlyFans, especially after um, especially after the currency exchange rates and things like that. Their income has been cut in about half, which is crazy. But, um, but no, for the most part, they take 20%, which is super cool. And you're right, there is a huge misconception about like, oh, you know what? I... I'm sitting at home. I don't have anything to do. I can take a picture of my butt and I'm going to sell it on the internet. and Everyone's going to buy it because I have a great butt. And that's not the case. Even if you do have a really great butt. I mean, whenever I first started, I didn't, I had no prior knowledge whatsoever. So I went in totally blind. I started from zero followers. I had no accounts or anything to to like help me get going and um it it was quite a whirlwind there I still now find myself working anywhere from like the normal eight hours a day up to 16 hours a day just depending on how much work I have to get done what's going on it can get really really crazy and a lot of people just think they're gonna post a picture of their nipples and it's all going to just take off from there. But (laughs) whenever quarantine started, everyone was stuck at home looking for some way to make money because people were getting desperate for money. And a lot of regular average Joes were like, they they had the idea to start an OnlyFans because they saw some people reaching really good success on there and didn't work out so great because the market got super, super saturated during quarantine, um, which definitely hindered a lot of their abilities to not only really get a foothold with OnlyFans, but they were having trouble getting any subscribers at all. And it can be super, super discouraging. And I mean, in my first month in January, I only made like $80 in the whole first month. And so people, yeah, I mean, people see really, really popular OnlyFans creators and they think, oh, it's going to take no time for me to get there. And then after you deal with like four straight weeks of nobody wanting to look at your nipples it's like a (laughs) nice reality check of like oh no maybe maybe this isn't for my psyche you know it can be mentally pretty harrowing if you're not prepared to face the music that it's gonna be hard to sell pictures of yourself (laughs) but you very quickly became one of the top performers on the site and I'm curious what did you do to advertise or market your business that set you apart um, or maybe managed your time in ways that were different than other performers Okay, so my time management skills are absolute butts. Like, I I am so bad at time management. That's a nightmare. But I will say I noticed really, really quickly whenever I started marketing myself, I was paying attention to, like, things or aspects of people's advertising that made them more popular on Twitter. I I mainly advertise on Twitter. That was the only place I was advertising um, for a long time, and it is still my main advertising space. But uh, a lot of people, you know, it, there are trends as far as 
photos that trend. So it could be the way your hair is on your shoulder in a pool or lately it's been hand mirrors. I don't know, but there are different trends that go on. So I was trying to pay attention to those for a little while and I saw a little bit of success, but it wasn't until I stopped really trying to market myself with any sort of sex appeal. It was whenever I stopped like marketing with any makeup on and I would just like make really dumb videos about OnlyFans <laughs> and then people um people would subscribe because they're like, oh I like to laugh, but also there's boobs here. So that's like a win-win. So <laughs> so that was definitely helpful. And even now I can't uh, I can't really get a super, super popular like sexy looking picture, but I could make a really, really dumb TikTok and post it on Twitter and it'll get great traction. <laughs> but, but so yeah, I've definitely discovered that in order to set myself apart from any, I don't want to call it competition because it's not competition, but from other creators, um, I have to basically just do the exact opposite. I make myself as unappealing as possible half the time. And then people are like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> she might actually be a little bit attractive. <laughs> but that's usually what I do. <laughs> I hear that you have like a very unique performance style. It's unusual in the industry. And so it detracts a lot of attention and, and makes you unique. I can, I can get behind that. You'd mentioned that OnlyFans, you have direct bank transfer, like a job, like they take their cut and then you just get it in your bank just as if you were having a regular job. Mm -hmm. um, what kinds of platforms and Twitter you mentioned is uh, for advertising. What other kinds of online tools do you use as part of your job? So yes, it is it is a direct deposit straight to your bank from the OnlyFans. Like there's like a statements and payouts section, and that's super nice because you can you can rack up as much money in there as you want. It doesn't automatically come out like every week or two weeks. You can get your payout every day, four times a day, because it rolls in on a seven day period from the exact moment that that person subscribed to you or tipped you. So that ten five dollars will come out from the exact second seven days later, then it rolls into your available funds. You can then just take it and go home if you want to all day, every day, which is really, really cool. Or you can choose to do a monthly payout or a weekly payout. And there's that too. But I personally, I just like to get it out of there and into my bank account as quick as possible. <laughs> so I don't like to wait and like let it sit there for any sort of reason. So I also use Instagram just a little bit. I I don't use it very much. I it, It's been easier for me to get followers on Twitter than it has been for Instagram. Um, but I'm trying to also market there too. There are some girls who just market through Instagram and hardly use Twitter at all. But because most of my content is dumb personality based, I have a harder time not just like doing a stream of consciousness. So I, I definitely rely on Twitter more than anything else. But uh, I don't personally use Reddit. A lot of people do use Reddit with great success. I just, they're ruthless on there. They're absolutely cutthroat. And I don't think my fragile brain can handle that comment section. That makes section. so much sense. <laughs> and then some people use Facebook. I, I don't personally use Facebook, but it's um, it, it's good for some people. I just... Facebook just reminds me of like extended family and I, that just seems like two streams that should never cross. <laughs> so, um, 
But other than that, there is an internal marketing system on OnlyFans that I have not utilized for myself. I mean, I've, I've tagged a couple of friends in posts here and there on my OnlyFans, but internal OnlyFans advertising between creators is a really, really popular way to advertise on OnlyFans. And it's difficult because OnlyFans doesn't have an internal marketing system that they provide. So the all the creators sort of banded together and were like, well, we will create commercials for each other and then we'll, you know, post them, cross post them on our accounts. And that that's some some people, that's their only source of advertisement they don't do a lot of outsourcing and uh like twitter or instagram promotion they just do it internally with other girls on OnlyFans, which is really really cool um, but that is a super super intense avenue of promotion that I, sometimes i'm just not <laughs> i'm not ready for because it's like do or die sometimes on there but yeah so those are those are all of the main avenues i would say of promotion and marketing for OnlyFans. When you guys are marketing within groups for each other, is that for payment or is that as favors for friends? It can be. Uh, Sometimes it's usually what it is, is two people who have a similar fan count or similarly ranked within the OnlyFans like percentage ranking system. They'll trade, they call it SFS or share for share. And they will trade photos or a video or whatever, do a promo and just cross post each other on their, on each other's pages. Sometimes you do buy a promotion from someone. PayPal and Venmo are super not sex worker safe. I think, I think Cash App is one of those like middle ground, like you need to be careful, but also they won't hunt you down kind of deals. Um, so that's the only other avenue that I've used other than just going through OnlyFans for things. But yeah, so people can buy promotion and they can buy it on OnlyFans or they can buy it on like Twitter or Instagram. And that would be that would be a case of buying promotion. And typically you would see that from someone who either has a percentage so high that they're it would be a really, really great deal for you or their percentage is so high that there's no one comparable for them to really trade posting with. So they rely mostly on people purchasing advertising from them. And um, there is a point with that advertising where it gets prohibitive with other, with smaller content creators because those, the girls who make $100,000 a month saying, oh yeah, it's going to be $2,000 for me to post you on my page for a day. That's like, that's nothing to them. That's chump change to them. But to a creator who is just starting out, that's, yeah, yeah. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of money, but it, it does get, it's very intense. Like I was saying, that's, that's what I meant. Like it's a, that's a whole other world. Like it's like a whole underground marketing community. It's always trading promotion and buying and selling promotion. And it's really, really cool to see the way it's like the way the women have built it. And it's just, it's really, really neat and fascinating to watch. I always, I'm in a couple of telegram groups where um, girls trade and sell and buy promotion. And I've never done any of that personally for myself, but I, it is 
it is crazy to watch because it's like cutthroat. It's better than TV, <laughs> but, but it's really, really cool the way they have it set up. That's a really unique and creative response to the fact that it's harder for you guys to advertise on platforms like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter because maybe buying a promoted ad you might have to be more careful about or not be able to market it to the kinds of groups you'd want to market it to. You would mentioned um, both Cash App and PayPal. I'm curious if you've ever heard of Bitcoin. Yes, I have heard of Bitcoin. I have never personally looked into it too much for myself. I have some friends who um, invested in Bitcoin uh, a while back. And uh, now all I really hear about Bitcoin is whenever the price has fallen, they are forlorn. And when the price has gone up, they're like, I'm rich. I'm buying a yacht. <laughs> I mean, they don't, but <laughs> they're, they're just very, very excited. It all sounds like the stock market to me. I'm, I'm not super well-versed in it, but um, it, it has always been very interesting. So, okay, so you've heard about it, but for you, all the tech tools that you've been using have been working relatively well for you because you know what to use them for. And so you don't really have any need to, say, not use your bank or your credit card or any of the typical fintech apps because for you, you have all the service that you need. Right, right. And I, I don't think my bank is prohibitive with uh, money from sex work. Um, but I know, I think American Express, they just pulled from OnlyFans because they do not support any sort of sex work activity. So, um, so like you can't use an, an Amex card on OnlyFans anymore. And that's wild to me, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've been very lucky in that all of the financial applications and like my bank is super cool. They don't have a problem with OnlyFans, but um, that is something that I've been seeing quite a bit lately, different credit card companies pulling from uh, adult-oriented websites because they don't want to fool with any of that. Because I, I, don't, I don't know, apparently American Express thinks it's more morally wrong, <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, so I think, but I think like, looking into Bitcoin and like cryptocurrency for adult work would definitely benefit all of us. <laughs> yes. Why? Because, I mean, I, not, not that I know much about it, but it doesn't seem like they have lots of regulations on what you can and can't buy. I feel like I, I hear about Bitcoin in, in, um, in relation to like buying things on the dark web. <laughs> so I don't, like I don't feel like they're super um they they'll, like they'll stick their nose up at you using bitcoin to buy an OnlyFans subscription. Bitstamp is the original global cryptocurrency exchange. Since 2011, Bitstamp has been the preferred exchange for serious traders and investors, trusted by over 4 million customers including top financial institutions. Bitstamp is built on professional grade trading technology. Their platform is powered by a NASDAQ matching engine, and their APIs are recognized as the best in the industry. Download the Bitstamp app from the App Store or Google Play, or visit bitstamp.net slash pro to learn more and start trading today. That's bitstamp.net slash pro. Crypto.com offers one of the most convenient ways to purchase your favorite tokens or cryptocurrencies. It's also one of the most cost-effective ways, with a normal 3.5% credit card fee waived for all crypto purchases. 
What's more, with Crypto.com's MCO Visa card, you can get up to 10% back on things like food and grocery shopping. And when you buy gift cards with the Crypto.com app, you can get up to 20% back. So download the Crypto.com app today and enjoy these offers until the end of September. You're very shrewd that you've noticed that you can buy whatever you want with Bitcoin because unlike MasterCard um, or Visa, there is no central headquarters to complain to about the morals of the people using it. I want to do an imagination exercise with you. Um, so right now you seem like you have all the tools that you need and that's really great and I love to hear that functioning. But I want you to imagine if you wanted to be able to transact more directly with customers. Let's say you have a fan who just really wants to buy you a big gift or wants to send you something. You don't want to be giving them your personal information in order to receive the money. What would you want to be able to do with a tech tool that would allow you to transact directly with a client? Uh, I would want something anonymous, something that, uh, w something that wouldn't show them any of my personal information, and most importantly, something that they could not back charge. That's a huge issue. People sending people, sex workers, money, and then the sex worker spending that money or doing whatever or, or providing the service that they were supposed to be providing with that money. And then the person can call their bank, have it back charged, and then all of the money comes back out of the sex worker's account. Ugh. That is such a nightmare. And it happens all the time, all the time. And there's no protection. There's no way you can get that money back. You just have to deal with the hand you get dealt and it's repulsive because people get free service out of that and it's super gross and that would be that would be my absolute number one most wanted thing is <laughs> the there to be protection for my account like my money after someone sends it like no take backs because that's messed up so that is again an excellent point about bitcoin i'm really glad that you brought that up the thing about Bitcoin is when you send it, it's forever. And sometimes that means you mess up and like you send to the wrong address and that's a bummer for you, but you can never, ever, ever call it back no matter what. So that's why some people do prefer to receive Bitcoin directly in their wallet because there's going to be no chargeback. However, that means needing to find an audience of clients or customers that want to send the Bitcoin. I'm curious to hear from you what you think is important for people to know about the real pain points or needs in your industry versus maybe some of the popular myths or misconceptions. I think a lot of people, of course, think that it's extremely easy work. And I for sure would, I, that's, that's obviously the, the biggest one. That's the one that I mostly just laugh at because it, it is extremely long hours. It's seven days a week. It's you're up in the middle of the night, putting out a fire. It's you're basically your own business owner. You're the model and you're the editor and you're the sound guy and the lighting guy and your customer service and your tech support. And the platforms do extremely little work to help you out. <laughs> and the problem with all of that is that anytime one of us runs into trouble with something, a troublesome subscriber, someone leaking our content, someone wants to charge back, someone, someone's just being a jerk, there is no support. So it's like, it's like you're running your own business, but everything is against you <laughs> as far as. Yeah, no one gives you service. 
Yes, there's no support. So, I mean, we we dump the OnlyFans takes millions upon millions upon millions from creators and every once in a while they give something back to the OnlyFans website and it's you know it's really really good and it's something that we've been asking for for forever and they make a great improvement and then they'll do something like deleting a bunch of girls OnlyFans for absolutely no reason and just calling it a glitch and then glossing over it and or they offer little to no support whenever you're having trouble with something or they allow chargebacks to come directly out of your account. If there's been instances where I, someone tipped me for something that I don't offer and then I have to say, okay, let me try and get you a refund. Well, whenever I refund someone something, all of the 20%, like if I want to, so if someone tips me $50 and I say, I want to give that back to you, they take 50 full dollars out of my account, even though I only saw $40 from what he paid me. So like I have to pay the transaction fee again to give his money back to him. Like it, there's just no, I, I, I don't want to say there's no compassion, but it's like they just don't. They want to make so much money off of us, but they have no intention of helping us at all. Um, and that's not that's not just OnlyFans. I've had some really great interactions with the OnlyFans support team and getting help with stuff. And then I've had some grocery like interactions with not just them, but um I mean, I watch girls have problems with PayPal, with all sorts of different services. And of course, you know, it's prohibited on PayPal to to exchange PayPal for sex, like any sort of sexual services. But at the same time, it's like they'll lock your account and not let you have any of your money. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just going on a tangent here. But the the big problem is... It's like taxation without representation. <laughs> like we get no support and no help, but I mean, we're paying taxes to the government just like everyone else and all of these corporations are taking their cut of the earnings and yet it's like you know, we we're wearing the scarlet letter anyway and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what avenue of sex work you're in. I mean, some of them it's going to be much worse than others but i mean it i mean once you're once you're in that blanket under you once you're under the umbrella of sex work you're always under it so and it's just so frustrating it is so frustrating <laughs> how do you learn about the tech skills that you need or access it support or resources if it's not provided by the platforms and certainly not provided by you know some of the consultants that might serve marketing or or website support for other businesses I mean, there you can contact support, but that could be, I mean, it's really cool if they contact you back within three days. That's always really nice. But sometimes you just never hear back. You just never hear back. And I, I wonder if maybe they're just understaffed or maybe if they just don't care. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's very, it's a community effort. I mean, usually I will just contact a friend and be like, hey, have you seen anyone else have this problem? Have you had this problem? Do you? know what I should do or do I just wait this out and so that's really that's really the only way to handle that in that situation you just kind of talk to each other 
Gotcha. So you guys basically learn the tech skills that you need for whatever platforms that you're using from each other because it's not necessarily like there's a central resource or opportunity that you know of in order to earn or to learn the tech skills that um, might be helpful to you or provided by a platform if they were sharper. Absolutely. It's all on the fly. Got it. I also want to really thank you for pointing out how important it is to be able to refund someone's money or to uh, reject a payment because that's how performers can choose only to do things that are comfortable for them, right? If it's cost them money to reject a tip, some people won't be able to afford to do that all the time. Yeah, that's a huge deal. I recently had someone, they got their, their OnlyFans got hacked and this has happened to me before where, um, Someone will hack a buyer's OnlyFans. They'll send a bunch of money in tips and then be like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to send all send that much. They'll, they'll send like $150 and say, oops, I accidentally put an extra zero on it. I only meant to send you 15 Can you pay me back on PayPal? And then... <laughs> They'll try and get you to pay them back on PayPal. They're scamming. Yeah, it's a total scam. It's a total scam. And so someone will send me, um, recently, it was like a $450 tip, and I had to pay the extra 20% whenever OnlyFans support took that money back out of my account. So it's like... That's a big 20%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big 20%. It's over... I think, yeah, it's over $100 for an oops that I had to pay because someone broke into their account because they didn't have two-factor authentication on. <laughs> I'm like, dang, come on now. <laughs> what the heck? So that, yeah, that, that sucks. I wasn't aware that uh, chargebacks are so hard. That is... A really important issue that you brought up. Yeah, and they didn't used to be. From my understanding, it used to be like a protection against you, where if someone did a charge back through their bank or for whatever reason, you would have your butt covered a little bit, and they would just they would work that out with the bank, and usually they would terminate the person's account if they asked for a charge back. They definitely don't cover the chargebacks for us anymore. So I see, I feel like every day I watch someone like, oh, this person tipped me $1,000. So, you know, for unlimited cam sessions this month, and then all of a sudden they decided they were done with me and they charged it back. And now I'm out $200 <laughs> and the $1,000 that they paid for all of this stuff. So it's just... It's wild to watch them like rake in cash from performers and then there be no, no help. Wow. Thank you so much, Savannah, for sharing with us today and for especially explaining um, what chargebacks are like in the industry. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thank you everyone at home for joining us today. Once again, I'm Coindesk reporter Lee Quinn. Make sure to stay tuned for more podcasts and for more interviews and insights, check out coindesk.com. Take care, everybody.